People, 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 welcome back to another pre-recorded podcast of the Arsenio Buck Show, bringing to you today the episode I told you that I was going to talk about, building stronger job esteem. Now, these are some actionable, well, I'm going to give you some actionable steps at the very, very end to build up that self-esteem because we get caught off guard. I mean, I got caught off guard. Now, I'm going to tell you guys the stories of what has been happening. Now, I woke up probably about, what, two days ago. And I got an email from a job that went very, very cold over the last four or five days. And of course, if they wait four to five days, um, that means they're not interested in you, right? Because uh, some of my students have said, man, listen, if they're interested, like very, very interested, they'll call you within the first 24 hours. And so that happened when I got my first job back in 2010 before the World Cup. He's like, hey, Arsenio, we really liked you. Uh, We want to bring you on board. I was so excited. You know what I mean? And then from that point forward... I thought I was a master of interviews. Now, there are no specific techniques and whatnot for interviews and everything, but honestly, it really just comes down to, um, now the thing is in Thailand, it doesn't matter what, I've already given you guys the story. I'm not even going to talk about that, but this specific place, they were like, hey, can you create a lesson plan? And then they sent me an email back saying, oh, we got more qualified teachers. And I'm like, yeah, qualified teachers like the professors and teachers who sit behind a desk and write a whole bunch of garbage on the board like they do in America, those types of qualified teachers. Anyways, um, but she had already gone, you know, cold for like the past four to five days. So I already said, okay, you know what? This is already, you, you know, there's already a divide in between us. So even if she says, hey, uh, we would like to invite you. I probably would have denied the job anyways. It's funny because a lot of people would be like, oh, you're saying that now. But if they did, well, honestly, if I had gone there, I would only be making 1000 US dollars a month in Santiago, Chile. Another place, Idioma Internacional, they would only pay me probably 1100 US dollars a month. A lot of people would say, oh, that's really good money in Costa Rica. I don't give a damn. I'm already making double that and probably triple that. So why would I go back and make less? So I was thinking about it and I was like, man, I feel like I've hit in a brick wall. I'm trying to apply for these jobs everywhere. I don't know what's going on. I don't know what's the next step in terms of where am I going to live. And I got this place that's going to be ending in less than three months. And a lot of you would probably be saying, well, it's three months away. No, those three months, they're going to go by extremely fast. February is a short month, and the next thing you know, we're into the grit of March, and that's the end of it. <sighs> so I'm like, you know what? What the hell am I going to do? Where am I going to go? Because regardless, there is no way I'm going to work at that horrendous place I call a job right now for the next, what, for the next few months. Absolutely not. I mean, I mean for another year, absolutely not. I told myself... I'm 30 years old. I went there when I was 26 and there has been nothing and the atmosphere has gone cold. And honestly, this place is going to get shut down within 18 months anyways. Horrendous coordinator that uh, basically, obviously, he's against me because I talked about uh, him coming to Thailand to basically, you know, uh, marry a woman. Uh, And he didn't like that. And he's still using that against me two years on. Um, And it sucks, man. I knew that, of course, these things were going to happen and culminate. And as they did... And now, of course, again, the biggest market. I told you guys about, about the, the lack of adaptability. This place has a lack of adapt, uh, adaptability because you got one guy who has a historical 150-year-old mindset who believes that conversation 
this conversation course or a conversation course doesn't really help the students academically. But the thing is, it doesn't matter what you think. You got to shove your ego aside. If you don't shove your ego aside, the market's going to crush you and you're going to lose. That's what's happening right now. There's barely any work. And so I'm like, okay, Arsenio, just calm down. I need to figure out what my next plan is, what my next big step is. And so I started applying for a bunch of jobs yesterday morning at about 5.30 a.m. And I applied for jobs probably up to about 6.20. And then I did a couple other things before I went on a ridiculous, crazy, wonderful run. And I got a response from a job. It was called Dada. It's some kind of online teaching. Now, remember, I told you guys about this. I told you guys about the emergence of these uh, Chinese companies in terms of teaching online. And I could make $25 an hour. So I'm like, oh, well, this is this is very good because, one, I'm not going to have a boss. Two, I'm just going to be teaching for basically, I think, 25-minute periods for only one student teaching. 25 minutes, and that's it. And then I go on to the next one, and I have like five minutes to prepare for the next one. And, and they provide everything for me. They basically set everything up. They said, hey, teach this, do this. Now, of course – that does not fit into my teaching philosophy whatsoever, but at the same time, it's like, well, you know what? They're going to pay me more than what my present job is paying me. My present job, $13 an hour, they're paying me double, and that's online from the convenience of my condominium. So I said, okay. They said, listen, you can make seven, you can make 2500 US dollars a month, and I said, man, that's going to be more than the monthly average that I make right now, and even at the height of the very, very, you know, Actually, I haven't even made a really, really good salary at this place for a minute, uh, the place I've been working at, because they actually threw curveballs in my schedule so they could take away from my making. There was a lot of part-time teachers last year that made more than me uh, because my work just wasn't consistent. They wanted me to work at a company that would basically study two days a week, off one week, one day a week, off one week, and it was just horrendous. So I'm like, you know what? I'm in control of it, and even on Saturday and Sunday, that those are my days to hustle like hell, to set myself up for core days or set myself up for core days during the weekdays, and my core days would be on Saturday and Sunday. Uh, I could still teach a lot of people from, you know, basically the banks or over here, over there, and of course, the only problem would be is that, well, obviously, the work permit and visa. Not having one here in Thailand, that means I'm going to have to leave like every 30 days or every 60 days, and that could be a real, real big pain in the ass. However... I always do the competitions. So if you look at it this way, even having a work permit and a visa is going to be a pain in the ass anyways because I'm going to have to go to the big shit house, which is located probably up there near, uh, what is it, near the other airport. And I would have to stand in line for the next two to three hours to sit in a queue just to get a multiple reentry visa. And no, that, that's just going to be a pain in the ass. And especially, the, oh, I think it's probably best off if I just get a visa outside probably for 60 days, come back and say, all right, so when am I going to exactly leave this country? Now, because my visa expires, what is it, April 20th, I think, I have plans to go to Kazakhstan, uh, what is it, probably April 10th to about April 17th. So I said, okay, if I go to Kazakhstan, that's going to give me basically a one-year, I'm, I'm sorry, not a one-year, that's going to give me a 30-day tourist visa. So I come back, and then I'm going to have a competition coming up in May. So then I could leave again, go to, you know, Taiwan or Hong Kong for a few days and then come back. And then after that, if I leave, if I'm probably going to have to leave again. I'm going to have to go to the northern border country of Laos. So 
I'm going to have to do a lot of leaving and whatnot, but at the same time, I'm going to have the money to do it. And this is just going to like, this is going to push me. Um, yeah, basically push me over and say, okay, Arsenio, you're going to have to figure something out between now in June or now in July. If you get really bored with traveling outside, you're going to have to find a home. Now, of course, I could pick up and move my business anywhere now because I'm teaching online. And that online is going to bring me a lot of money. Now, I do not want to go back to America. That's that's number one. Now, there are a lot of countries, especially here in Asia, that provide probably, what is it, a 90-day visa or whatnot. Or even in China, I could get a four-year visa. You know what I mean? So, I mean, worst case scenario, I mean, no, I don't really want to go to China, though. Uh, but <laughs> these, I'm just throwing options out there. So, guys, now, this is a lot about me and my life. Now, let me give you something, okay? Building stronger job esteem. So, if you ever find yourself in this failure state of mind, man, because over the past three days, I've been saying to myself, man, like, am I good enough? Obviously, I'm good enough. Now, the thing is, it's all about colorism here. Now, if they have now the of course the market ten years ago, they they basically had three applicants. Let's look at it this way: they had an Anglo man, okay, probably sixty five years old. You had an African American man at the age of twenty five, and then you had a Filipino Amer uh, Filipino man at the age of thirty seven. Who are they going to choose? Now, of course, the adapter, you know, the market was probably much much easier to get into and break into ten years ago, back in two thousand and eight. Now, it's basically, okay, you have Anglo man, 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 black man. Who are they going to choose? The odds of me being chosen is literally next to none. Remember, I just told you about the horrendous job, who, which I ultimately do want to crush. Um, that is, what is it? What, is that? what am I trying to say? Um, that I thought I was going uh, to get a job there. And I ended up not getting that job. So you know what? My job esteem went down considerably, like really, really far down. And I was just so crushed because at the beginning of the new year or even like, you know, practically what after Christmas, I was like, well, this job hasn't responded. So I sent him an email, still hasn't responded. Then January 4th came along and I told my student, he was like, you already know what happened. Why would he contact you on January 7th, January 8th, Arsenio? You already know what happened. So basically, they don't want you, all right? You need to move on. You're wasting time. And he gave me the hard knocks. He gave me the the university of true. <laughs> and of course, that person, that company, for whatever reason, never responded. Why? Because I'm guessing he went to, of course, the main lady, who is a Thai lady, said, hey, listen, white man, white man, white man, white man, black man. Of course, she's going to choose the white man. Regardless of the experience, man, because my experience outweighs everyone in this country. I can assure you that. With what I've been doing, teaching projects at banks, universities, universities in different provinces, doing this, doing that, it outweighs it. It outweighs everyone's credentials, everything. So for me to be de denied a job, obviously we know why I'm being denied a job. So why even keep going forth with this? Why not just say, hey, you know what, Arsenio, how about you just make a good 2,500 U.S. dollars online teaching Chinese students, you know, or Vietnamese students and just, say, you know, enough, you know, enough is enough. Because what? I just uh, applied for seven Vietnamese jobs just about seven, what, just yesterday morning and none of them responded. And of course, with my credentials and all my experience, 
doesn't make any sense, right? But just a few days ago, I just saw on Craigslist that they were advertising for, uh, one job said, uh, white teacher only. And this is Vietnam. After everything that has happened over the last 40 years, this is Vietnam. And this is their mindset. So what is it? Why do I keep putting myself through trying to get these garbage jobs when I could just do my online thing and be able – remember because I told you, make more money in less time. If I could make 750 baht, if I could make 25 US dollars an hour, that means I'm only going to have to work for X amount of time. That way I could focus on my podcast, doing interviews, doing projects, doing this, doing that, and I could still live in Thailand and still have those separate projects that I do have, and I could be able to power up on the weekends and – do a, a crazy amount of things. So what you need to do, guys, I want you to create a list of all your accomplishments, your contributions. All right. And I want you to develop three key stories about the times when you overcame an obstacle in the past. Now, these are obstacles. I get obstacles thrown at me all the time. The 2014 was a massive obstacle for me being shoved, you know, be going to a job interview where there were three Filipinos and apparently labeled as an African Nigerian, which uh, you know, which which they labeled me as, they said, "Hey, okay, Filipino, Filipino, Filipino. Okay, good, African, go." And I said, "Excuse me," and I had to walk away from that. That was a job near uh, one of the biggest uh, parks in Bangkok, Chatuchak. If you guys are aware of it, welcome to my life. That was in October of 2014, and this is why I need to write my book because these things right here. I mean, they're brutal, and this is the harsh reality. But how did you overcome that? See, a lot of people, they get crushed. Look at my accomplishments. Look what has happened the past couple of years, the past few years, and me changing my mindset. Look at the contributions I made. You know how many students I got into universities all around the world by doing what I do in terms of IELTS, this test prep course? But, of course, it always gets downgraded by the British man because he's like, oh, I don't think you're academic enough. You know how many times I've gotten it? See, so why even continue working for a place like that? That's why I have quit. I have literally quit. April 20th, that is it. You guys can kiss my... Actually, it's going to be about April 10th because I'm not going to be coming back. Because once my... You know, because I'm going to hurry up and use my re-entry probably to, uh, next month. I'm going to do this well, probably in March. I'm going to do my first Spartan race in March in Singapore. Sprint... And then, of course, I'm going to do the super here in May, and I'm sure I'll be able to find out and, you know, you know, if I'm going to do a startup business or do this or do that, see if I could get some kind of business visa or whatnot. But by recognizing your strengths, guys, and abilities to succeed in the face of challenge, you can totally shift that bump, that, that, that mindset that you have going. So, yes, I just got denied two jobs. I got denied a job that I thought was completely cemented. And, of course, I know why I got denied that job. And it was from one of the longest standing language centers here in Thailand. So my job now is to create my own and to crush these ones and to provide students with things that will help them with their life. Create listening courses and whatnot and speaking courses for students. See, this is what this is the adaptability that I have. See, a lot of people man, in, in the wake of failure. You guys just want to give up, but just make a list of all the strengths and abilities you had to succeed in the face of challenge, in the face of adversity and, and the obstacles that you have thrown at you. And then you could shift that mindset. Then you're going to be like, wow, this is just another bump in the road. This isn't even a bump. This is a setback. This isn't even a setback. This is life. And you know what? In about one or two years time, when someone's reading about you in a book, you're going to be like, <laughs> yeah, okay. Yeah. 
Yeah, you're writing that about me, but you know what? That was my historical self. Now, see, what I'm doing right now is completely different. And it's not even about proving anyone wrong. And you know what? All those people who denied you jobs and stuff like that, somebody's going to be emailing you back. Oh, my God, we would like to do a joint partnership. Um, Absolutely not. You denied me a job just two years ago. I'm not holding that against you, but thank you so much for denying me that job because I would have never realized I could destroy your language center by getting denied that, you know, being denied that job because of colorism. Welcome to my life. So this is how you build your job esteem. Listen, I got denied two jobs already. That was the first two jobs I got denied. Well, of course, with people not sending me emails back and whatnot because of, oh, can I see your picture? I want to see if you're black. <laughs> that, that's what people have asked me here. Jobs have asked me here in Thailand. So <sighs> what a rant. Guys, don't give up. The thing is, a lot of people, you realize, oh, you got denied job, but figure out why you got denied the job. And I'm not talking about your personal qualities. You are who you are. If they don't accept it, bye. Remember, I got denied a job back uh, from Caesar's Palace back in 2012. They, they basically judged me off not wearing a suit and not wearing a tie. Now, I understand that, but how are you going to judge a man by not wearing a suit and not wearing a tie? And the next thing you know, this girl named Susie, she mess, uh, messaged me back and she's like, oh my God, you didn't have a suit or a tie. Um, no bueno, meaning no good in Spanish. And I said, excuse me, how are you going to judge a man predicated based because he doesn't even have a suit? Are you serious? And that was the best thing that could happen to me because there was no way I was going to work for a billion dollar horrific uh, hotel such as that one. And so I'm just so grateful that I've been able to get over these humps because man do you understand if i worked for caesar's palace back then what would have what would i be doing today exactly so build up that job esteem list those qualities list those personal traits list those strengths and realize that you are a magnificent individual and with that being said people have a wonderful morning afternoon and evening as always thanks for tuning in to this episode over and out <laughs>